Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome. Big snowy day here. I almost want to have these banners down extra bright in this room because there is snow emitting all kinds of white, beautiful light. So, wow. It is a snowy winter wonderland. We haven't had snow here for two years in the D.C. area. So it's causing all kinds of problems for those that are trying to get out of their house or get on the, on the road to somewhere. But I'm happy that I can just do my show here in the comfort of my dining room. So how are you, Andrea? Well, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, we had the snow that started on Saturday night, so we get it first and then send it your way, and uh, um, it's pretty fun and pretty. Uh, we were supposed to get seven inches, only got like two to four, and uh, I think it looks absolutely lovely, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely over-exaggerated for us, too. They said, I think, three to six inches, we got about two inches. Yeah. So, well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, that's not true about Dose of Hope, though. I'll tell you, that book is 800 pages and it's not predicted to be less than 800 pages. Yep. So, so if you tell have an everybody about story, what we got going on there with Dose of Hope. I'm so excited about it. Well, we are taking on a full year project, which will add up to 10,000 pages. I don't think we have Robert's, but Robert is <clears throat> a bit of an inventor, a scientist, and a problem solver. So we, are, we want to attract a lot of mindsets that are actually causing a change in the world, a positive change in the world with better efficiency, better productivity, and just better ideas that bring people together, give them more free time, allow them to have more balance to live a life they love and be with the people they love. So I'm excited about this show, but maybe Robert can steer us to his tribe and community of Yes, people. I just realized that Robert's already with us. Usually, Robert, well, I bring our guests on later in the show. But no, but Robert did Robert did the, the dead raccoon look. I mean, he, he, I, he completely I'm having froze. Dead raccoon, dead raccoon look. Okay. I mean, we, did, we saw it was like a painting. Him. It was like a painting. You were so still, Robert. It was beautiful. I'm kind of astonished by the by beautiful looks of the two of you. So I'm I'm speechless. <laughs> Were you at the marketers uh, party, the networking party the other day? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was it was an interesting one. Like it, it, was, it was different yeah. than uh, what I expected, but it was a really good one actually. I think it was really good too. All of us. Well, I get, I have. It was I a brainstorming party, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But I have I have inside news, and I think uh, I think I'm allowed to say I, I talked to Captain Lou yesterday and. Um, apparently there will be a redo so that that will be considered more instructional and the next one will be more of the actual mixer. So um, they had some, they had some uh, internet issues and those internet issues prevented them from having that connection they wanted to have with uh, all the people in the Zoom call. So it was uh, very legitimate. And so <clears throat> it would be like me doing a Zoom call with you and not seeing you and not maybe hearing you at times and trying to conduct a, a conversation, which I know is challenging because I've had that happen before. So uh, we, we, before we get you on the show, we do like to do two things. Thank our sponsors. Uh, we like to definitely do the Robert Valenskis dance. And then we also uh, give your bio. So this is a big yes. deal for us. You know, every well, week when we do the Robert Plenskis stance, everyone's I'm like, for, I'm looking forward yeah. to find out what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if my well, son would hear, he would say, uh, "I just heard a cuss word." 
So. <laughs> oh, well, it, it kind of sounds like one a little bit there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what That's going to beep. Yeah, one of the reasons I have him on is we were talking about his chapter. So he is going, he is a smile ambassador. We just don't have his story yet because he's in the process of writing it for us. It's in the future. Yeah. I'm excited to do so, yeah. Very exciting for everything that we're going to be doing here. So it's quite, (laughs) quite fun. Oh, shoot. I spent so much time talking to you guys and listening to what you're doing. My uh, live on Facebook uh, failed. So uh, let me reboot that. This is the one of the things of managing multiple things behind the scenes is we got to uh, do multiple things behind the scenes. Robert, the last thing we want is for 7 billion people on Facebook not to see the show because the stream doesn't go so yeah because all of them uh, are watching us obviously <laughs> all of them are watching us See, all over the you, world that's when you know you have a smart guest because he actually knows that that's true good job <laughs> yes he does know that that's true so i do want to thank our sponsors our sponsors are bees dot social b-e-e-s dot social and that is a decentralized educational processing system program uh, guaranteed to give you all the in news so that you too can live a crypto current crypto technology life and have all the information you need to be able to live in the future financially um, independent. So super excited about that with the name change of bees.social, now bees.social. And we want to thank, of course, Voice America Influencers Channel, the Red Carpet Connection, the Umbrella Syndicate, Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing, and our charity of choice, we've been talking about the Dose of Hope, is the Keep Smiling Movement. The Keep Smiling Movement is a 5013C, and we thrive on donations so that we can then help other people with their mental and dental health by creating smiles, one or creating a dose of hope, one smile at a time, or many smiles altogether when you have something like the 800 pound, well, I guess 800 page, it's not, it's only like three pounds. I always do the same thing. <laughs> it, it, it feels like yeah, 800 pounds compared to a book. Hey, can you yeah. show it sideways so David, uh, so Robert can see not only the girth, but that he is going to be bringing that many scientists in? It's, oh, wow. it's, yeah. it's three inches. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. more snow than we got. <laughs> <laughs> I laid it in the ground and the snow was here. So. <laughs> that's how we measure snow now. I tape it up so that the pages don't get ruined. And then I have We're to untape like, it. Is so this it a dose of hope or not? No, it was not a dose of hope as far as snow, but it was definitely a dose of hope in reading it. <laughs> yeah, so we got about two thirds of a dose of snow, is what we're kind of referring to. <laughs> two thirds of a dose of snow is bright. Well, let me go ahead and uh, introduce. Actually, I'd like Robert to add one well. more sponsor. Oh, please. please. So since we're in the bees, let's do the bee connected as a little bonus today. I oh, thank awesome. you for an uh, email you sent me that Tanya Hoffman is actually doing a chapter and she is the owner of Be Connected. And that's B-E-E connected.com forward slash. Well, no, connected, K-O-N-N. Yes, thank you. Not K-E-N. A lot of people spell connected with a K-E-N. Not Robert. Correct. Robert knows. I, I would Robert never do that. <laughs> hey, where are you calling in from? I'm in the Netherlands, actually. I'm, I'm in Amsterdam, Amsterdam. and uh, I'm kind of stuck here because of the coronavirus thing, but I, I don't mind being stuck here. That's I just want to, to move towards the countryside a little bit. I've been traveling full-time for almost, what, like two, three years now, and uh, I'm more like a countryside guy. Amsterdam is really nice, though, so no complaints. 
No, and there's beautiful. there's no snow. So, oh man, so you must really be sad. Yeah. Yeah, he laid his I book outside, and there was nothing. <laughs> there was there was no snow. Hope. You <laughs> thought the way I put it out that night, and no snow in it. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't really need to rush a, a book out to you, the 800-page book, to measure the snow because there's not really any snow to measure. Yeah, that's you know in, in Amsterdam here we use uh, other things to measure snow, not books, but I can I can join in the party if you send me one. Okay, well <laughs> you know you're in for a doozy today because you are such a smart person. I want to show the audience how smart you are by throwing you zingers like how to really be successful using the ideas that you come up with. Well, people who know me call me a smartass very often, so I think you are right on the money because I don't think people often think about me as smart, more like what a smartass. So, <laughs> you know, uh, smartass has a, a bit of a compliment to it, and it certainly is, cannot be confused with dumbass. I mean, that is that is okay, not it's one better. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. way higher. Come on, it's way higher. I mean, it's 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 like the old. Would you rather be pissed off or pissed on? I mean, let's let's be honest here. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on who you're talking to, how they might answer that question. So, but that's a whole nother. I think, though. but smartasses would always rather be pissed off. Is my point. I think dumbasses would rather be pissed on. Yep. Yep, you got it. Well, all right. So we're now taking a poll for those of you who'd rather be pissed off. Please <laughs> type one in the comments for those of you who'd rather be pissed on. Type two in the comments. <laughs> and for those that just joined us live on Facebook and are wondering, what the heck are <laughs> and Andre and Robert talking about? Well, we're talking about a dose of hope and keep. Well, smiling. actually, I think I think it would be uh, if it's you'd rather be. Pissed off would be zero because pissed darn is number one and poop darn is number two. Okay, there you go. Okay, so thank you for that correction. That would be, um, I was going to say grammatically correct, but that would not be the right word either. So, yes, that would just be uh, functionally correct. <laughs> yes, functionally correct. So, I wanted to introduce Robert formally. Robert Polinka. Please do. Is... <laughs> He's a 30-year marketing veteran who went from doing teaching, then innovating, and now changing marketing, starting with the foundations. He believes that marketing should be a useful and welcome service and not an irritating, constant annoyance, interruption, and intrusion in our lives. He is the co-founder of True Social. Well, I see that there's going to be a big area of disagreement right out of the gate because I think it should be very invasive and very unwelcome. So we are definitely off to a bad start here, Robert. So right, we go. are going to have we're a very have controversial the full show. <laughs> we're going to have a full debate here live, live, live on Amplified with Ken Rajan and executive producer Andrea Adams-Miller. Okay, so Robert, he is the co-founder of True Social, a B2B business matchmaking service. And we say matchmaking, it's not so that they can fall in love with business leaders together, business to business leader in love, but business to business in love with working together so that they can do amazing, uh, wonderful things in the world. And he also has the Better Internet Group, which it aims to create a better, more enjoyable, more private and useful internet for everyone. He believes that marketing should be more human, more sustainable, and it is overdue for a major overhaul, which is what he is working on now and plans to bring us along with him. So I'm so excited, Robert, woohoo! He's our, normally we would be on a cruise with him somewhere in the middle of the Bahamas or in Mexico. So Ken and I have traveled Turks, parts of Kersico. the world with him. Yeah, Aruba, Bahamas, <laughs> oh, Costa good times. Rica. Or pre-COVID, right? So how did yeah. you find out about the Marketers Cruise? Originally? Yes. I was, I was at an event. I don't even remember which one it was because it was so many years ago, but 
it was just an event. I used to kind of like commute between Europe and the US. And I went to all of these events and got to know all these great people who came also like from all over the world. And someone, it might have been actually Captain Lou who just uh, did the presentation at the event or something like that. And I was like, that sounds great. Like what could be better? You know, I, I love cruises. I love marketing. I mean, I mean, I think I remember that I just decided I'm going to go like on the spot. It's like not, a, not even a question. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, that is great. Cool, cool. Yeah, so we we would have um, set Bon Voyage on Saturday, but we instead are here and we'll be going in November. And for those of you who are watching this and listening to us and you'd like to go on the Internet Marketers Cruise, it is a cruise of 450 plus Internet marketers, marketers, people who are movers and shakers, influencers and leaders. And we all go on this cruise along with other people that are on the ship, but it is the 400 500 of us that kind of pal around and mastermind so you can float around on sea and visit all these islands and really talk about work and great fun things while you're having fun together and it's a tax write-off so super fun and if you'd like to join us go to marketerscruise.com marketerscruise.com and fill out the form to join us it's november 6th through the 14th this year 2021 they're putting all the safety measures in place so that we'll have a really great wonderful trip and then please click at the bottom andrea adams miller as the person who invited you and that means that ken uh, Rashawn and Andrea Adams Miller have uh, worked in tandem to be able to invite you to come. And what that and does Robert. is, and, and Robert, and what that does then is when we're all on the cruise, uh, Ken and I will be able to have a great speaking spot so we can share our message of a dose of hope. So that's why we definitely want you to come on the cruise with us. And we will be mentioning Roberts because part of what he's doing, uh, we're going to be partnering with him in the, uh, here to create more wonderful business-to-business -business matchmaking opportunities and to help him for a better internet. Because what do we want? Positivity. I feel like, what do we want? Positivity. <laughs> Boy, there is a little bit of bad news with uh, that comment mm. you made. Why? And Robert, you can attest to this and don't cry. Just seriously nod if it's true. Let me try. Um, the marketer's cruise always sells out. That's and true. if you wait too long, you will not get to go. I have heard from many people that said, yeah, I'll go. I'm going to uh, go ahead and click that link later and I'm going to book it. And what happens they is don't. they only have so many cabins and it goes. They have a business model that allows 450, I think it is, or maybe it's 500 marketers on the cruise and is not to be... Uh, beyond that for two reasons one the cabin size to the lounge size they only have so big a lounge to do their educational classes and those educational classes just one hour in one of those classes could change your life i think is that also true robert that you could be at Absolutely. one of those classes and you could apply one thing that you heard and it could actually make you possibly six figures if not if not robert, five figures more for you do you have a, a quick story of a moment that changed your life on the cruise it's really hard for me. Like when people ask me about the one thing of anything, well, give your top, no, give your top, I, give your top thirty, your top thirty things. <laughs> yeah, okay, get some coffee. Right? <laughs> or the first it's, one that comes like, to mind. How about here's, that? The, here's the honest story, right? Uh, inst instead of answering a question, I'm gonna kind of weasel out of it by answering it in a different way. Because here's the thing, I learned so much, like literally so much. I could not identify a single thing that was the biggest. I'm kind of a researcher type of person. I'm innovator, creative guy. And, and for me, uh, it's not like I, I hear something and that becomes the center point on what I'm, of what I'm doing. But 
everything is a gradual improvement. And that's what I love about the cruise that it's like you arrive in a certain state and you arrive, the, the ship spits you out in a much better state than you arrived. <laughs> and it's a gradual process. I mean, it's not like the one thing or, or whatever, but it's like so many gradual, the, the networking, the, those sessions. It's like, to me, it's amazing. I love it. And I know that uh, this one might actually sell out faster than usual because we have these cruise hunger now with yes two years two years <laughs> of yeah, a, bottle, like, a bottleneck of, of yeah. in, cap, in captivity i can't wait to go back to be honest Not well, one of my biggest moments was when uh, it was very very special moment robert said you don't really have any friends i will be your friend and i was like this is worth the marketers cruise <laughs> right there so just to have robert as a friend how did that happen? I don't remember that. <laughs> well, see, because you have so many friends that didn't really register for you as much. But for me, when you go from zero friends to one friend, it's a big, it's a big shift. Doubles your circle. Well, it, well, it <laughs> multiplied it a hundred, uh, what, a hundred, what is that? A hundred times when it's, one, it's actually, you know, from zero, it's, no, it's almost doubles. an infinite amount. It's, it's a, yeah, yeah, it can't true. be actually figured. <laughs> yeah. No, I wish I'd had one friend before I met you. Cause then when you were my other friend, I would say I've doubled, but it was zero. Yeah. So I went to one. That was amazing. <laughs> so my life-changing moment on the cruise, which is very funny, and you know, Ken, I don't know what yours, what yours. Uh, no, please don't copy me. Been. Please don't copy mine. Because uh, Robert, Robert said I was the one friend that he gave that that little deal to. Well, I don't want to let you know that he said that he'd be my friend first, but I don't want to take that away from you. <laughs> No, you met him first, so we will definitely give you that. But I met you on that cruise, Ken. So six years ago, this what? week or the week, no, week ago, um, this would be our like our sixth anniversary, so to speak, in knowing each other, um, that we started all of this and that this happened. Now, you had already- You keep so holding you it so that no one sees the smile. I don't know if that's intentional. Can't they you see it? Oh, well, I can't. Light. <laughs> if I, if I hold, I'm, I'm working on another page to get all of our stuff shared on Facebook. And because I, I use a virtual background, if I hold it up too much, it disappears. Ah, that's true. That is true. So oh, have you have lips on it. It has lips on it? Yeah, we were laughing. I was showing him the Zoom features, and I have it brighten my lips and do my eyebrows for fun. So here, watch this, guys. You see the eyebrows on my hands? Nice. <laughs> Yeah, Zoom did yeah, such a, a mess up job on there. But had, had I like... not met Ken, had Ken not met me, uh, two months later when, uh, well, actually, like um, it was like only like five weeks later, Ken, that you met Barry Shore with the Keep Smiling card and mm -hmm. uh, decided that I want to make this a movement. And Barry said, please do. You got, he sent you over 100,000 of these with your information on the back for your website so that you could start passing them out as your business card. And then you came to me and said, hey, Andrea, help me with this. Let's make this something. I, I, I want to make this bigger than ever. I want to change the world. And I said, I'm, I'm totally with you. And we've been doing you that ever this, since. Robert? Getting yeah. all of our life dedicated to it. Yeah. Hey, Robert. So um, it's been amazing. Yes, it has. And Marketers Cruise has caused more ripple effects and connections and indirect contacts to abundance that we can possibly calculate. So I do want to say you had um, an invention, I guess, two years, maybe three years ago, that uh, was really allowing people to do their presentations and see their phone and get all. I mean, are you still using that invention? Yeah, it's one of those, you know, I can, I'm kind of an inventor. So right. that, that was like way back then. It's still, it's still up there. 
I still have a website for it, etc. I haven't honestly done anything with it for years now because my main interest is changing the internet. I feel that uh, it's such a massive undertaking, right? That I, I've been focusing most of my energy on that. Well, we're going to get to that very quickly because this show is going to be all about that. However, we do need to let the audience know how important you are to us. And that is our way of saying who you are and how you got to be who you are. So um, I, I, I guess it's weird, but I feel like I've had you on the show before. It's a deja vu type of situation. You've never been on the show before, right? Not this one. Okay. No, we, we, we had... There no, was you show. told me when we became friends you would never go on another show except for the show. So you what? want another show? You want another show is what you're telling me. I was on, uh, I, was on uh, I think it was a, another one or a similar one that you did earlier, which it was the three of us. And okay. uh, we had like, like 10 minutes each or so. I'm not sure if it was. Yeah, so uh, back then when you were on the show, that was a, uh, it was almost like a compilation book. So yes, it was the show, and it was, was the same thing, right? Yeah, it is, but well, it's not the I same thing. I think that's when you were the business. So you were business show. I think that was before you became yes. on the influencers channel. So Ken stepped up mm-hmm. in the world, and so we're here and now. As of you, as of you. Yeah. So back in the business one, it was more like three people, three twenty-minute segments, and so now it's full hour. Or I remember hour. that one. Yes, we we had it. two people on, and, and I, I was never this pushy kind of. Uh, a marketer type of person. So there were three people and it, I remember two of them speaking for like 55 minutes and I had like two minutes left. <laughs> no, you had less. It was actually 14 seconds because I remember because I said, is there anything you want to say before we uh, go off the show? And you were like, I hope you have a great year. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. And thank you so much. You've been listening to Amplified with Ken Rashawn. <laughs> On the business channel. And uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. <laughs> so, um, so because that wasn't a lot of time for you to really share who you are, we would like to take you know, five minutes or so to talk about who you are from a standpoint of where were you born? What was your childhood like? And what caused you in your childhood to be who you are today? And the rest of the entire segment, which is the bulk of it, Way more than 14 seconds, Robert. It's, it's going to be like 27 minutes. We're going to talk about your mission and what your current uh, focus is and also the technologies that can be put in place in 2021 to make your life more bearable during the pandemic and after the pandemic. How about that? That sounds good. So you're born in? Hungary. And, uh, Budapest? No, and a little town uh, that nobody in the U.S. can pronounce anyway. So I'm not Please even going to try. Uh, no, you can. Say it's it? called Nidechaza. Nidechaza. I told you, that's not it, but it's kind of similar. So <laughs> anyway, so that's where I was born. It's a, it's a town of about 100,000 people or so. And um, my whole like, life was about, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do a good job at it, right? That was the, that was the idea. And, and, uh, with a few and why friends, was that, Robert, why was that? Was that because of a, a parent or a mentor or a teacher? I was, I was dawn, born with this, with this defect of being a perfectionist, kind of. And yeah, that, that was a teacher who was a really big influence in my life, Dana Sabo, who is, who is uh, I think, uh, I never met a better teacher than him. And he, he was the music teacher and the choir director and basically the, the center of uh, <clears throat> life in the primary school that I went to. So I started singing when I was, I don't know, maybe seven, eight or something. I also played the piano. And, uh, and then 
with my friends, we started a little group, you know, a cappella group of six people um, when we were just done with primary school. And, and I remember that our parents were laughing like, uh, this is not going to go anywhere because we said, okay, so summer uh, is coming up, but let's meet on the first Sunday of the next year, right here, same place, back in the school, and let's continue this thing. They, they, they were saying like, ah, not going to happen. Everybody was there, all six of us, and we continued. Actually, the group still exists. It's almost like 30 years later. Really? Nice. And that group is still going. I, I left the group earlier, but it's still going. And uh, that was my first, uh, let's call it, uh, work experience, you know, like traveling around with an a cappella group uh, and uh, having concerts and whatnot. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, the reason I left the group is because, um, and this is not, not to bad note anything, great guys that we did this together with, but they treated this like a weekend kind of thing. And I wanted to go pro and just do this full time and whatever. You know, imagine us like 14, 15 year old guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like trying to go pro, like let's do it as a, a full-time thing. And then oh, we got to go to, you know, whatever, uh, high school, the university. And I'm like, what's that for? You know, like we are good at this. So then, then uh, I started uh, my own business after a while. Everything I ever done was about um, pretty much uh, about or centered on marketing. And, uh, and I realized when we talked about the marketer schools earlier, um, I realized I might be on the wrong cruise because I'm actually not a marketer. I don't feel like I'm a marketer, right? Because the marketer is a person who sells stuff. I, I was actually working on marketing itself all the time, right? So I was interested in innovating, making it better, taking it apart. Like when I was really small, I don't know how many years old, but my, my parents bought a radio-controlled little truck, um, from my brother. You took it apart. How did you guess? Well, because and I, could I, never put it back I remember again. that part from the show. That was the 14 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I remember that part. I could never put it back again. And, I know. And that <laughs> kind of created a little bit of an upset. But I wanted, to, I wanted to see how everything worked and how it could be improved. And that was my, that was my gig. Like, since I've been like this small, right? It's like, how does it work? How do we make it better? Right? So that's, that's pretty much the story of my life, uh, including marketing. That's very good. So we're going to be going to break very soon. I don't want to start the new conversation about what you're up to now, but we're going to go very detailed and it's going to be way more than 14 seconds. So get ready for this over 14 second ride that we're about to do when we come back from break. Andrea? Yes, we want to thank our featured sponsor, bees.social. That's B-E-E. S. Wait, did I spell that right? B-E-E-S dot social. First time I'm spelling bees publicly. Apparently that's a hard thing to do. Bees dot social. It is a cryptocurrency decentralized processing education system, letting everybody in the world know that they too can be financially literate in the crypto technology world. And our other sponsors are the Red Carpet Connection, the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, and Voice America. And don't forget our charity of choice. No, yes, thank you. We are adding Be Connected on there, BeConnected.com. That's B with two E's and a K instead of a C, BeConnected.com forward slash keep smiling. 
And um, of course, our charity of choice is the keepsmilingmovement.com, the keepsmilingmovement.com. And we accept donations through PayPal. So if you could reach into your PayPal account today, whether it's a dollar or 10 million, your precious dollars help create smiles in the people all over the world who especially need them during this COVID situation. So thank you so much. And we'll be back after these messages. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to a second segment and a powerful segment because we're going to learn all kinds of wonderful things on how to hack improve, be more efficient, more productive, and have a bigger impact in the world. So we are so excited to be talking with Robert, and he is going to share some of the things that he is working on that will help you have a better 2021. So Robert, before you go and eat snow, not that there's any snow in the Netherlands, but people need to know that when the ice forms on the gutters from the roof and you take that icicle and you eat it, you're eating bird poop because... (laughs) There's all that bird poop that was in the gutters and also in the roof that slides down with the snow and becomes an icicle. And for that matter, anything that you're eating like snow is just not as healthy as it was back in the day. So, <laughs> um, Might still be hap- uh, healthier than anything in the supermarket. Well, you are my favorite kind of person in the world. And I say that sincerely to you because you're a person that actually focuses on solving a problem in the world and you solve a problem with integrity. And what that means is you're not trying to fix something and not fix it and then try and sell it. You actually show that you can fix something and make it better and make someone's life better. So in all sincerity, thank you. And thank you for being on the show. I know that uh, you always make things happen and you certainly have proven that again today. So let's talk about your vision and what is the most important thing that you'd like to share with the audience with regard to your focus and your purpose. It is this this thing that I think it's uh, it's over uh, overdue to be fixed because you know the internet has become the most important uh, communication network in the world and uh, it's majorly flawed and uh, if if I would in what, write way, a, in what ways let's, let's let's go first into that in what ways yeah, is it flawed so people understand if they didn't understand how it's flawed yeah I would I want to be very clear about that because uh, that's the main reason why I'm doing everything I'm doing. Uh, If I would write a book, I think the subtitle would be the entire internet is built on a big lie. 
and by the way, everything you know about marketing is, is wrong. And, and here's how that is. So, you know, actually, the You know, there's easiest... one problem with that, Robert, is Oh, there's I... two. Well, yes, there's, there are at least two problems <laughs> with that. But, but one Only problem two. is if, if, if I listened to you and you told me the truth, then it wouldn't be everything I knew was a lie. Well, that, that's a little bit of a um, logical conundrum, isn't it? It is. So and let's bravo. get to the bottom of that. So uh, actually, let's just do a very quick thought experiment here. So I'll tell you that, that actually the biggest two things that are wrong with the internet is the cause. It's just two things. But those two things are the cause of everything that you see and experience every day that is really wrong with it, right? So just... Why don't each of you tell me one thing that you really hate about the internet really quickly, and I, I show you how it goes back to those two things that I'm going to tell you in a second. Well, I will go first, and I will say that I already know how it does. So the internet can spread lies and become a new reality that causes people to either have fear or to make bad decisions in their life. Okay, and Andrea? That the information that we see when we look it up shows up based on other people's ideas on marketing, on what they want us to see rather than what we choose to see. And so even if we're digging and researching, uh, we still may not reveal the things that we're looking for. We only reveal what is being shown to us. Yeah, very true. Both of those. Now, uh, the two things that, in my opinion, uh, are wrong with the Internet is number one, that there is a complete false economy based on attention. And I'll, I'll have to explain a little bit, just in a few sentences, what that means is that what is being sold to advertisers is our attention, mm -hmm. right? But the problem with that is that while big companies, you know, like Facebook, Google, etc., are being incentivized to sell attention to advertisers, that's not the right product because what's the value of an advertiser showing an ad to someone who doesn't care about it, is not interested and actually just annoyed by that ad, right? Can I stop you for a second? One of second. course. Okay. So the word attention, is it synonymous with engagement? No, it's very different actually. Okay, and I have, I have solutions for this. I'm not just, uh, you know, like saying like, oh, everything is bad, everything is wrong. But uh, attention is the wrong thing to sell. You know, um, we have attention when we look at something, but it doesn't mean we want to pay attention to something else showing up next to it. And, and the entire false economy that is built around this, this uh, desire for attention is what's messing up so many things in so many ways, just to give you a few examples. So no, if you, you are looking- No, you haven't given an example yet. Give me an example of what that means. <laughs> so let's say that you are looking, uh, you, you just go to Facebook because you, you want to check up on friends, what's happening in your Facebook groups, etc. And there is an ad for a coffee maker, right? So Facebook is trying to be relevant with ads and all these things. Like, here's what that means. And it goes really deep. This is a big rabbit hole, right? They are selling your attention looking at the page. How valuable is that to a company who wants to advertise their coffee maker when you're not interested in a coffee maker at all whatsoever, right? So what they do is that, okay, we realize that our product is not really good. So we try to fix this by spying on everybody, tracking everybody, like basically intruding into your life as deep as we can to find, to try to build a profile about you. 
and figure out what your interests are. Problem is, it's not there. There is no data on, or algorithms that can tell what a person is actually interested in. There's is no it? such thing. It doesn't exist. No. Really? It's a fake. Well, look okay, at well, it. Like, this, is, this is going to be beyond my logic that I would have actually assumed that whatever you're looking for, the algorithm is actually with AI showing that you care about this. So let me show you more of this. Yeah. It's a, it's a re redefinition of words. That's what it is because, you know, like take the word relevant. Mm -hmm. uh, relevant to whom? or mm -hmm. to what moment, like uh, these companies redefine these words like relevant. So they say, we collect data so we can show you more relevant ads. So if I'm looking for a coffee maker, for example, is an ad for a dog collar relevant? No, it's not. It's, it's not relevant because relevant means what I'm doing at the moment uh, would be the right moment to talk about something like a dog collar, but it's not because I'm looking for a coffee maker, right? Or, or I'm trying to talk to my friends. It's not but relevant. But companies like Bezos are using what you're calling uh, no relevancy and making billions. So can you speak to that? Oh yeah, uh, making billions is not a problem. That's very easy because every business wants attention. That's what incentivizes these companies that sell your attention because businesses are very happy to pay to them, <clears throat> pay them, right? So. That leads us to the second problem. And we can go deeper. I just don't want to use up all the time with just with this one point, right? That's fine. That's fine. Thank but you. Here's the second point. Uh, there is no infrastructure for what would be right, which would be a free internet where it's more like a negotiation as opposed to one side pushing its will to ev on everybody else, right? So the internet should be a free marketplace where I can decide what I give my attention to. I can decide what I watch, what I don't want to watch. I can, I can choose if I provide my personal information to someone. I can choose if I let somebody track me or not. That's not that, there's no infrastructure for that, right? So what is there an infrastructure for? For the traditional model, which is just let's just grab everyone's attention and try to spam them with everything, right? Okay, so um, two things. One is there's obviously money being made by somebody to have the infrastructure the way it is. So to some degree, your life is at risk if you disrupt something like that and the people that have money say, I don't like this person, right? That's one thing. Oh, of course. Of course I'm fine with that one. <laughs> you know, like the thing is that if you think about it, uh, the whole thing uh, started the way every business starts. Someone has some resources that they want to turn into money, right? Right. So mm -hmm. let's Facebook as an example. I'm not hating them. I'm, I like Facebook. They are doing great things. I just hate something that they are doing, you know, one kind of thing that they are doing. So they ended up uh, building this big platform and they end up with a lot of attention. That's why everybody's buying attention because they had a lot of it. So they turn, into, turn it into a product. There's no infrastructure for interest. That would be so, the right product for advertisers, but there's no infrastructure, right? So Robert, you are, you are speaking a language you understand and on some level I do understand as well. Our audience may not understand the distinction. So if you could say, this is the way it is, and this is the way I believe it could be, or this is the way I've actually solved it to be, and give that distinction, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's say that you are looking at a website, and the website says, I want to present an ad because I get paid for it, right? they are selling something to that business that is different from what that business needs. And if you look at the, the way that ad works, 99.9% .9 of the time, people are only annoyed by it, but they're not interested. So that's the problem, 
right? So you have to put that ad in front of 999 annoyed people to find one who's interested, right? Mm -hmm. So that is the problem. What with the solution? That's what I have been researching and working on for the last four years, literally every day of my life. Businesses should only be talking to people who are interested and qualified, the one person and not the 999. I call that the first contact problem because it's a catch-22. How do you only talk to people who are qualified and interested without first talking to them to find out if they are qualified and interested, right? That's the catch-22. So how do you solve that, right? And there are solutions, but we are not at the solution part yet. So the problem and the distinction that you're asking about is that if there was a way to only show that ad to the person for whom it's really relevant and not Facebook says it's relevant, right? Because they have this, this newspeak, you know, where relevant means we get paid for it, right? So we are showing it to you because it's relevant. And the solution is to create a completely different kind of marketing where we have the means, we have the tools, we have the way to only talk to people about our offer who are actually listening as opposed to trying to spam everybody else. And we, are, we have been sold a bill of goods where we are thought that that's not possible. We have to put up with this attention-based advertising because that's what these large corporations have. That's what they have for sale. So they're literally trying to block everybody who is trying to build an alternate infrastructure. It's not in their best interest. They don't want you to build a better way. They don't want you to come up with a better solution because then what do they do with the attention inventory, right? Well, let me cut in for a second. So I, I, I don't, I'm not on the board at Facebook and I don't hear what they're thinking, but I, I would assume a couple of things. So one thing I would assume <clears throat> is that their marketing dash sales strategy has a lot to do with big numbers. So when you say you can reach 30,000 people, that sounds better than three qualified people. Yet, yeah. And that's the bill of goods we are sold, right? Right. That's exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. So, because but it doesn't there's work. Problem. There's one more problem to this. I wouldn't call it a problem. One more aspect to this is the 29,997 people that did not necessarily care about that in the moment. They are being programmed on some level, subconscious even, that it's available when they do need it. That's one. And two, let me forward it over to Robert because Robert actually needs this and I don't. Yeah, that's what would happen in theory. But, you know, even if you take a good thing, and that would be a good thing in theory, uh, but if you take it to an extreme, it becomes not only not useful, but it becomes harmful. Uh, the latest statistic is that we see six to 10,000 uh, commercial impression, like ad impressions per day. How many do we act on? How many even register, right? Yeah, it's, so it's if you do that, zero, zero, one, right? It doesn't work, but, but the, but, it, it doesn't only have the intended effect, it also has side effects. So those side effects are much worse than the little marginal effect that so they what actually So what are achieve. those side effects? Because I know, I know it's programming and I know it's imprinting um, a brand. And at some level, that brand becomes relevant to either cool or to influencers or whatever. So tell me what the side effect is. Well, uh, the question might, the answer might surprise you because the side effects don't come directly, they come indirectly. The, one of the biggest and worst side effects is that since this works at such a low efficiency, you know, 999 people out of a thousand don't care about it, these companies are trying to fix this problem 
by spying on you. So the mm-hmm. spying and tracking itself is a side effect because they're trying to improve it. And there, there was a research I read recently, and I, I don't I know where, where this all the, like basically corporations spying on every single person on the planet. Yep. Uh, all that spying increases the efficiency of advertising by 4%. That's what all the fuss is about. 4%. That's nothing, right? So all that, But it's like, infinitely you, higher than it was, though. Well, 4% higher. <laughs> that's, that's the actual fact, right? The but I thought, it was, I thought it was very low before that, extremely low. Well, 4% is 4%, no matter how you slice it or dice it, right? Well, they compared completely random point. advertising with targeted ones, uh, ones yeah. and th- it, it was a 4% difference. Okay, I guess I'm talking about the 4% relevant to what it was. So let's say it was only 1% effective before. No, 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 no. Like uh, if you project that to 1,000, okay. uh, like out of uh, 1,000, it's not 999, but now it's uh, oh, so you're what 4, are, 40 more. You are getting 40 more people and only end up with 960 annoyed people who are absolutely not interested in anything I you're saying. You. Right? So all that spying is like most people are not even aware how intrusive it is and how deep it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I checked some logs of what, a, what an Android phone does, for example. Uh, and the logs had entries like um, drove to this place, then exited car and walked from here to there. Like that's the level of tracking that is going on. Mm-hmm. Or people, people think that, you know, when you're on Facebook and, and uh, they collect personal data about you, that's, about the things you're doing on Facebook. No, no, no. The Facebook pixel, as we marketers know, is on most websites that um, amount to anything. So Facebook knows your entire browser is just like downloading your browser history and just sending it off to Facebook, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It goes really deep. So basically, you're being spied on every move. And that is just one side effect of this attention-based advertising. Yeah, and it can be easily manipulated. there's documentaries that show that there's targeted ads that actually have you believe a different thing because they actually found out you believe something that they don't want you to believe anymore. So yes, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. And the result is like, look at what, what ads you are seeing. Like, are, are those ads that you are seeing personally relevant most of the time? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, That's actually, the the, the, there's a lot of marketing ads that I see actually on Facebook. Yeah. And, and I don't mean that, uh, the, that you're, gonna, you're not going to see relevant ads, but that relevance is kind of, uh, it's buzzword, right, in the advertising world. But, but my question would go a little deeper than that. Like, are those ads some, about something that you actually want to get or buy or do? Or most of the are just in the spec- generic category of the same thing, but you still don't have any actual interest in them? Well, if you're asking me, I'll, I'll say that I will not please you in this particular one because most of the ads that I see on Facebook are actually very directly related to leadership or mainly marketing, how, how to be more effective as a marketer. So they've got me dialed in pretty well. Okay. And it's not disappointing for me because I, I don't question that this, uh, this stuff actually works a lot of the time. I'm just concerned about the price we are paying for it. Yes. Right? And I agree with you. That, that part is why I, I said I would love to agree with you but in this spine is obviously the expense. It's, it's the it's the give you have to the you don't even know you're giving. Yeah, and you know what the 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 biggest thing for me, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, is because there is a better way to do this, 
And uh, it would be just one example, you know, interest-based marketing where you manage to talk to a lot more people who are interested and a lot fewer who are not. Well, tell you what, we're going to go all the way into your solutions at this point for about five minutes and get as detailed as you possibly can. Then we're going to go into something called rapid fire, as you know, where we ask you things that have changed your life. So go for it. Uh, Tell us what you're up to. Tell us. Well, I do have a quick question though, Ken. Uh, Robert has another project that we haven't even talked about that actually is directly related to us. So yeah. So can we shift to that one, Rob, Robert, talk about the B2B matchmaking? Sure. Um, it's built on the same principles because I, I connect these things very, um, very closely. So right. uh, what B2B matchmaking is, is a different approach where we take these principles that I'm talking about here and we turn them into practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, what that means is that people won't really reveal their actual interest to machines or websites or whatnot. So that's why interest is so hard to target, right? Because it's people don't just go around sharing like, hey, I want to buy a new coffee maker or, or these kind of things. That's not available to websites or marketers or, or whoever mm-hmm. would love to have it. And uh, what we discovered is that people actually love to talk people. People love to make connections. People love to network. And uh, when they do, they do disclose these things. So for example, if, if uh, either one of you would be trying to build a new website, it might come up in conversation, right? So what we built is a platform that mimics what successful networkers already do, which is that if they need something, they start looking in their network first, as opposed to just going into a search engine or whatever. So, you know, what do you do when you need something? You say, okay, so do I know anyone who does that, right? And uh, so it's a, it's a B2B matchmaking service where we have, we, we created a new job, a new job title called the business matchmaker. And those are people who are good at networking. They love network and they talk to people and that's literally what they do. And once they discover a need, they connect that person with another person in their network using our platform or in our network even. And uh, they can get paid by uh, paid for doing that. So it's like, uh, making money networking, but without selling anything. And the benefit is, is that you- so exciting. Yeah, please, the benefit, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the benefit is that you start with the need and the want, which you discover um, you know, in normal human conversation. If there's no need, there is nothing that that person wants at the moment, it's fine. You don't need to sell anything. And it separates the sales from the prospecting part because you find out about what people need and want if you just talk to them as a real human being, you know? As opposed well, to we're excited to push, push, push. about that because Ken and I are really connected with a lot of people. And so when we're looking for something, you know, we go through our list, like, um, like right now, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to redo our Keep Smiling site specifically on Groove, uh, which was called Groove Funnels before. And we want, we want, I want to use that because we're, I own or, or, or have a license to use that product. And so now I'm specifically went to them and finding those people. Ken and I are, you know, looking for different people to inspire smiles in the world with us for the keep smiling movement. So we want people with awesome stories who are influencers, movers and shakers who um, uh, have a good outreach to help us spread smiles throughout the world through their stories. So I love that you have this product where we actually can um, be um, build upon that relationship capital and 
all of the people are able to monetize it. So we get something we need and they're paid for it or there's some kind of barter, but we all have um, some kind of a, a tangible or intangible asset that means something to us in our connection. So that yeah. sounds like a great service. Well, it's rapid fire time and we need to put some links, I guess, at the end of the show so people can actually investigate and not be spied on for investigating how great your solutions are. So we have uh, a very short, short rapid fire. So what's, um, what is a movie that inspires you? That's a tough one. Uh, you actually sent me that question and I was thinking about it. I cannot answer that question. It's, for me, it's the flavor of, flavor of the month. Okay. And what is the book that changed your life? One of the, one of my absolute favorite ones was um, actually it's on personal growth and I'm trying to remember the, the title it's called uh, the untethered soul by untethered soul mm -hmm. yeah yeah awesome yeah. Okay. really good and then i want to know the song that gets you jazzed up what's the song that you play when you get want to get moving um i put i take my phone i have about four thousand songs and i put it on random <laughs> <laughs> all right what's the song and, find, and i always get the good one I so, know if, so if you're gonna get paid a lot of money right now to sing what song would you sing Uh, I would probably shy out of that one, but uh, <laughs> well, you were singing back in the day. That's why I asked. That I know. Question. I know. I would. I would. Uh, well, who's your favorite singer then? Um, my favorite singers are like acapella groups mostly. I love acapella. Yeah. So I, I, I would take something from the King Singers, and uh, that that current setup is awesome. Like I think they are the best they ever been. So that was the uh this song i've sung uh, i saw with the king singers and the stay at home choir whatever it was find it that's awesome that's one of my current favorites okay well let's hear your favorite quote and then we're gonna uh, unfortunately have a full hour what is your favorite quote that you live by uh yeah i i know i'm giving a hard time giving a hard time today but i don't have a well, favorite you're a, quote. you're a scientist and yeah scientists do give people see, a hard time see the the thing uh, the thing in the with this one uh, best favorite, whatever, is that I always want to grow. I am gradual. I'll tell you what, I'm going to so give you latitude. When you send your chapter in, you can break the rule and say, these are my favorites and get as many oh, as you, thank you we can in. Because we do that for people that are um, not only indecisive, but actually have a lot of great answers. So I'm going to turn it over to Andrea. You have been amplified again. And thank you for staying more than 14 seconds. And thank you for being a, a wonderful leader and scientist. Thank you for having me. Okay. It was a pleasure. Thank you, guys. So, as always, we always learn a lot from our guests, our, event, our inventors and innovators who have great ideas that help us do more things with business to business and working with other people, such as our sponsors. So, we want to thank bees.social, B E E S dot social, be connected, B E E K connected. Um, so, be connected. And the Key Smiling Movement is our philanthropy and our purpose and our calling. So thank you very much. This is Ken Roshan on Amplified. We look forward to a, an amazing week next week. It is going to be a big show. We're not going to tell you what it is, but you need to be there. <laughs> Thanks so much. Keep smiling. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.